Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Two MFers. I am Brax Nightbiter, and as always with me, I have Rem. Rem, how are we doing? Doing really well, Brax. It's uh, great to be doing another one of these episodes. It's always fantastic to uh, hear from and learn from and experience what our other guild members or, you know, individuals in the Alliance have experienced as they joined us, grown their guild, and become what they are today. Absolutely. So, as uh, Rem alluded to there, we are in the Ascendant Alliance Spotlight Series, and we're uh, continuing our way through the Senate Alliance, and we thought that uh, it would be just to kind of touch on one of our uh, earlier starter guilds, and so today we're going to talk about Kashyyyk. And with us, we have Ventus and we have Jackman. So, guys, how you doing today? Doing good. And hey, we're excited to be here. All right, let's let's define the voices. We've had some uh, uh, pushback on that. Ventus, let's say hi again. Hi, this is Ventus, leader of Kashyyyk. And Jackman, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm Jack Munn, a humble uh, officer in Kashyyyk, and if you guys start getting us mixed up, just remember the handsome-sounding voice belongs to Vendor. I think we can all <laughs> agree, so. From what, I under- from what I understand, a lot of people think that Rem and I sound alike, so I'm definitely Brax talking right now, so in case somebody was confused. I, I think it was va- made very clear back in the day that you have the sexier voice, Brax. So um, I don't know how we get confused. Yeah, well, I don't know. To each his own, I guess. All right, so we're going to get started here. Um, so let's talk about um, your guild name. So, Kashyyyk, so um, do you guys know why that name was picked? So... I don't know if Jackman knows, um, because the start of the guild began as kind of a dream of mine to start a starter guild after I stopped being leader of Ryloth. And uh, Chewbacca happens to be my favorite character in all of Star Wars, so I figured what would be a more fitting planet for me to be the guild leader of than the home of the warrior Wookiees. Can you do a good... (laughs) I used to be able to. I can't do it anymore. (laughs) And I think one of the things that we've talked about with some of our other guilds is that um, do you feel like that by taking that planet name for your guild, does that sort of uh, represent um, kind of the the mantra within the, the guild then? Um... Actually, a little bit, yeah, because, of course, uh, you know, as we know throughout Star Wars, the Wookiees were always a little bit of underdog. You know, the Empire tried to crush them and enslave them for a long time. And we can't forget about the droid attack on the Wookiees, but they always bounce back, much like Kashyyyk has for many challenges we've done. That's awesome that it kind of works out like that. So um, that kind of just kind of leads us into... Um, the history of it. Um, so maybe you just want to kind of run us through the history, like, you know, as it got started and maybe some of the earlier bumps in the road or anything like that. So starting off, it, you know, really 
was difficult for a while. Of course, recruiting for a starter guild is always a little bit difficult because you have a lot of people who are coming in with either hyperdrive accounts or fresh accounts. And it's the hyperdrive accounts are normally either spending even more to get like Jedi Knight Revan started early and uh, just pushing through to higher content, meaning they want stronger guilds than just the starter guild. While the lower accounts really aren't pushing up at the same rate, you know, the free to play accounts. So the history just kind of began, you know, let's keep pushing, keep fighting, keep getting members as we can. And uh, just slowly, you know, building up our numbers. And once we got to a pretty solid point, then it became, okay, you know, less activity. We can kind of push out and move members on. So at at what point, because, you know, I'm, uh, I'm partially guilty as being the guild leader that made that tougher on you, being the guild leader of Korriban, the the next starter guild after you. Uh, well, I'm also dealing with the same situation in Jeddah, where I have a highly aggressive guild sitting in front of me, which you did at that time. Uh, while trying to balance between making sure players got the experience that they wanted while also trying to make sure that your guild stayed healthy moving forward. So a lot of it came down to um, kind of the best way to describe it is that's a tough one a little bit. <laughs> um, it's, it's all good. Uh, it really came down to trying to keep it as a healthy atmosphere Atmosphere in terms of, you know, for the players who are trying to push harder, you know, seeing what content we could accomplish with those players while still keeping, example, we didn't, uh, not jumping into heroics right away because, you know, players without seven stars couldn't participate. So it was a balance of trying to run heroics, but also run the lower stars. So for a while, I alternated them. Of course, after a while, everyone got at least a seven star, so it became full heroic. Uh, Can I interrupt for a second here? Uh, I want to uh, iterate that Kashyyyk started their guild prior to the new changes to farming methods where you could get a seven star really quickly. So you were in a much more difficult and challenging circumstance. Uh, Yes. Accelerated farming wasn't a thing yet. Um, Even, you know, starters now, I think, get Jedi Knight Anakin and Ahsoka, I believe, when they start now, and old Ben. When Kashyyyk started, I believe they were still only getting Jedi Counselor and Clone Wars Chewbacca at the start with Clone Sergeant. Clone Sergeant, yep. Those were the days. Yeah. (laughs) That is such a more difficult environment to be dealing with a starter guild. Uh, 
it's a credit to your management. Yeah, and in, I think in my experience with starter guilds too is that it does come to a point where you start to have some separation as far as um, those who are kind of a little more invested and kind of want to want to push on further, and then you still have um, the the ones that are maybe are a little slower developing. So that is a a a valid challenge that probably every starter guild gets gets to that point faces. Oh yeah. Um I think what really did help in terms of once we really got to that point of more advanced players versus people who maybe played once or twice a week was uh I think it was probably about a month or two after Kashik was made, maybe a little bit more than that cuz Kashik just passed its one year mark as being around. Um, Korriban was made, and that allowed, of course, with Rem's help, to those players who were advancing faster than Korriban, they could come up to Kashyyyk, and vice versa, I would be be able to send players down. Right. Of course, not in a a way to manipulate the guilds, the alliance isn't about that, but just for people to fit, right? Yeah, no, it was, uh, there's always a partnership. And I think, uh, I, I think that's a underrated, uh, underrated element of our alliance is guilds within, well, across the board work together, but guilds within certain, shall we say, tiers of each other, mm-hmm. uh, constantly work together to make sure that we're providing a player an experience that is healthy for the guild they're in, but also healthy for what they're trying to accomplish. Uh, and and really, I would say Kashi, because at, at the time uh, when we're telling the story of Kashik, I never was part of a bat guild, but I at one time was an officer in Bespin, which was the guild right above them. And then I was also an officer of Corbin, the guild right below them. And those relationships that we were able to create, I think really helped uh, facilitate the teamwork that these guilds could do moving forward to make sure that players were finding an experience that they were looking for and qualified for. There was no backpack Yodas allowed. This was legitimately, we're going to make sure everyone is experiencing what they're looking to experience. Right on. All right. So as far as your leadership structure, so obviously, Ventus, you are the GL, but do you want to kind of Talk about um, other officers and maybe the roles that they play and kind of how your your structure works. So when I picked my officers, it was always quality over quantity. Yeah, I, we have four officers currently. It is uh, Jockman, who is here with us, Unicorn Lord, very common name within the Alliance. <laughs> um. And then we have Vikings and 
I know he's going to be upset if I butcher this, but Kavisire, I believe, is how it's pronounced. And so I always, I didn't want anyone feeling like, okay, well, I have all these responsibilities while these people are listed as officer and not doing very much. So I try and do what I can in every regard. Uh, Unicorn Lord, he is our primary recruiter, and he handles our territory battle setups. Vikings tracks um, participation in like wars and all, along with Jockman. They both track details about who's participating, who's not. And then Kevisire. Um, is our secondary recruiter, and he handles the territory battles portion. Territory wars. Unicorn is battles. <laughs> so, uh, Jackman, how have you felt about the whole officer structure? Do you feel like it's working for the guild? Um, uh, so I think... I think a lot of what Aventus has been trying to build and encourage is, is really cool. Um, I think his focus when he's choosing his officers is those who are invested and those who are participating. Because, you know, when I first joined, I, I remember telling him, you know, I just want to feel like I'm contributing something to the guild because I, for you guys to have an idea, the last event I had played was the Phoenix event when it first came out. I got most of those guys all the way leveled up. I didn't even unlock Thrawn. And that's like right where I cut off. And then I took a break for a while, came back um, almost a year ago. And like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. There's so much that's changed. Um, and so I was really active, really trying to participate a lot. Um, and that, I think, has really helped build that culture of, of helping each other out and keeping that communication going um, in our guild chats and everything like that. And the way the, the officer structure works, we all kind of... Uh, joke around a lot, and I think a lot of times Ventus is spending most of his time rolling his eyes at uh, us in the officers' chat. Um, <laughs> but it helps keep it exciting for us, and it helps us stay engaged so that we can make sure everyone else is staying engaged, because that's the key, really, right? We want everyone to be having a good time um, playing the game. So I'm going to throw an off off question here. So you're you were somebody that was in within the first couple of years of the game uh, based on that answer and then you came back to it later where obviously there's a significant number of challenges while you're uh, we all understand I mean you're like you just mentioned a lot of things changed uh, arenas changed everything changed on you how has this guild really made you feel a connection to Star Wars again. Um, the that's funny you should ask that actually because I was just thinking as you guys were talking about the guild history, I was like, let me go back and see some of my chat history with recruitment and things like that. Um, because I had just started playing and then some convoluted relationship. I think it was my wife's friend's husband. Um, we went over there for dinner, and he was talking about it. And I was like, "Oh yeah, like I just picked it up again." And he told me about the the Senate. And I think he, I want to say he's in Ryloth. Um, and I just jumped in with I think my like six hundred thousand 
account and said, hey, I want to join Ryloth. And a couple of people stepped in and said, hmm, I don't think there's room in Ryloth right now. And I think really what they were saying is you don't belong in Ryloth. Um, and Ventus kind of reached out in the, the landing bay and said, hey, I'm, I'm the leader of Kashyyyk. I'm running one of the starter guilds. And I kind of scoffed. I know what starter guilds. Like, come on. Um, and then I started playing again and realized, yeah, okay, I, I really do need to relearn this. You know, that, that same friend of ours was showing me, and he was like, oh, yeah, like, you're going to want to start building uh, your Geo team. Ventus told me the same thing, and I was like, Geo? Like, those guys are terrible. Like, they got slaughtered by the millions. Um, and then he, he showed me some of his gameplay with his, you know, full relic Geos, and I went, okay. You know, it's time to start from ground up. Um, and being able to kind of do that with the guild has been really cool to me. You know, one of the things um, about Kashyyyk as a, as a culture, both the guild and, you know, the Wookiees and, and in Star Wars lore is kind of that familial relationship and kind of building those bonds. I think that's something that, um, that we do a really good job at. You know, if there's someone who's messaging, you know, more often than not, people are messaging us and saying, hey, I'm thinking about leaving the guild rather than just leaving, which I think is really really pretty unique and a lot of times you know they've got reasons and we can see that and we leave on good terms um so that they can go find crancor you know or go get more watch shards or something like that and other times we can say well you know we're working on dark side geo the next the next tb that's where we're going and so we've got that ability to be able to, to talk to our people and and help them help our guild members and our guild have the same goals and kind of have together in those things. And that's part of what really kind of brought me into Kashyyyk. And, um, I originally even had the mindset of, you know, okay, we'll get in on the starter guild thing. I'll pick things up, get up, get my level up and everything, and then move on. And I, now I can't even imagine like, thinking that ever again, you know, Kashyyyk is home. No. I, I think once we get around to some other guilds, you're going to hear a lot of similar stories about that. Uh, the culture that is built in a guild is a culture that lasts. Uh, well, that's up to the guild, but when you have a good culture, it will last. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the point that we've tried to make in some of our other series um that and i and i think it's often overlooked as far as guilds go is is that you know every everybody's always focused on the numbers you know well, hey, what, what's the gp and you know how many stars do they get in this tb and everything like that but the culture really does make a difference because i think probably every single person on this right now and every probably everybody listening as well can attest that that there are people in probably your guild that maybe could be in a different guild based on you know their their uh, their roster or their GP or whatever, but um, it's more the environment that they're in and the you know the place where they're they're actually playing and enjoying a game that makes a difference. So um, the the culture does make a big difference, I think. Oh yeah, All right. absolutely. <laughs> so, looking at your your guild, um, what what would you say are some current 
um, guildwide goals that everybody's kind of focused on right now. So currently, of... oh. <laughs> go ahead. Vince. So, <laughs> so currently, the guild goal um, that I've and I know uh, Unicorn and Dockman and all of us have been really pushing toward is everyone getting their Geonosians ready because, of course, we take on Dark Side Geo. You know, one of the big. Re- Rewards for it is those Watsards. They count over time, even if we get five. You know, I think we got five last territory battle. Uh, say this time we get six. That's still eleven towards somebody who has zero starting it. And we're also, you know, with those who have been with us for quite a while, they know we push geos early. So if they already have that done. We're actually pushing the guild toward getting Padme done. So that way they have not just a strong geos for defense, for war, and for geo territory battle, but so they have a very strong light side team for the light side battles also. And I mean, if you've got that geos team built up, if you've been working on that, like we were pushing everyone to, to kind of focus on the Padme team should fall in line pretty easily at that point. So, Yeah. It, it's, um, a, it's a really good future team, uh, especially for a starter guild. Uh, and you're no longer a starter guild. I want to make that clear. You're an established guild. You're far beyond starter. But it's, it's a good guild uh, or a good team for your future uh, challenges that you're going to run into because you're going to need a Padme team. You're going to need a few other teams that I'm sure we'll talk about later. All right. So remind us, um, as far as kind of the the technical numbers of your guild. So uh, where are you guys at GP wise? Uh, where are you falling as far as TB and w- which TBs are you doing and stars and all that fun jazz. We're just barely under um, 100 million as far as just our flat GP goes. Um, we're focusing on uh, dark side geo right now. Um, that's kind of our main goal is to get those watch shards and the stars. We're kind of, I don't want to say it's whatever, but the watch shards are really what we're focusing on is, is cranking over to those. Um, so a lot of times we just get what we need to do to get there um, and then go from there. Vincent, I don't know if you've got some more specific numbers on, on some of those stats and things like that, but I just get excited for watch yards. <laughs> right, do, do you guys have, are you, are you full? Do you have 50 members? Uh, I think or, we're at 48 or 49. We're okay. almost full. Um, I believe when I checked last, we were at... Ninety-seven point six million GP. So, like he said, just under the hundred million, but very, very close to that glorious triple-digit million mark. Yeah. Uh, so, a bl- couple more recruits, and you might be there. So, I was yeah. actually running some some ticket uh, checks today, and we actually are at fifty. We had a few more recruits this week um, that came on in. 
just getting started, um, but we are at we are at fifty people. So getting to that uh, that hundred million though shouldn't be too far along the lines. I mean, Ventus is, he might unlock uh, Slicker while we're on air tonight. So, <laughs> so I will warn you. Uh, you know, uh, Mustafar just hit a milestone, and then we fell below it as we had to deal with as we every guild does deal with guild issues and then we climb right above it uh you know it's once you are within a million of a milestone you have hit the milestone you guys have done it well and there's a couple of those things that that we've kind of been working on recently you know um getting seven star enough seven star hans to sim pit raid and this is actually today was our very first pit raid sim so that was super exciting to to see those automatically come into my inbox. I got a little, got some shivers. Um, we were pushing to have for a while there. We were down on even having GP to get to dark side geos. Every time we got there, we'd have someone say, "Hey, I I gotta go get Crancor somewhere else," you know, and things like that. Um, so those kinds of milestones, we've definitely had our fair share of struggles already, and I'm sure we'll continue to have them. It's part of the game, but. Keep on keeping on, right? Yeah. And I think the the, the neat thing about the, this whole series is 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 hearing what you just said right there as far as, you know, the the excitement over, you know, being able to sim pit raid because, um, you know, for some of these established guilds that have been around for a while, it's been a long time since they had that that feeling. Because you know it's been it, it's been probably quite a while since you know they you know were able to sim pit raid and everything like that. So um, just I guess I'm speaking for myself at this point though, but just kind of remembering back to when when we first did that, and it was like, oh yeah, that was really cool when we did it, and it's it's a nice refreshing memory there. So oh yeah, it it a lot of the things. You know, they come and go in waves. Um, we have had several times where um, we've had, like, heroic Sith. You know, when we did start, you know, it was like, okay, you know, that's a far-off dream. And then quite a few members got seven stars, and then we got a few people, or, well, it was one person at the time, with a full Supreme Leader Kylo Ren who soloed the raid every time. So it's like, great, woo! We're getting this, uh, these Treyas Ards for our new members. They're getting all this good gear. And then that member left, along with a few others. Really hurt when they left, but what became important, and I realized really quick when that happened, was... Instead of just expecting the guild to be like, okay, you know, expecting them to think, okay, we're going to bounce back, making sure that the members and my guildmates knew I had a plan, here's what we were going to do, it may take us a little bit to get back to that point, but when we get there, it'll feel all the better. And did it? That's the real question. I mean, seriously... a guild achieving it as a group rather than a guild achieving it basically on one large player. Which was more satisfying? 
it, it was most definitely having where everyone had to attack. If you didn't attack, we may not win. And I mean, every now and again, we still have that now because, well, yes, we do have a few members with uh, some clones ready and really good and a few mm-hmm. members who are just shining above because they're either pushing harder or when they came to us, they were already a little bit ahead of everybody else. But it is still 100% a group effort, and that is a lot more satisfying to, I think, the whole guild's morale, knowing I helped achieve that. Yeah, I mean, I, since since we had a couple of those big accounts leave, I think we did have one big account join, and we I think we kind of ended up in a mindset of like, okay, well, who's going to be our next whale, you know? Um, and after we had a couple come and go, I think it lit a fire under a couple of people, myself included, you know, I thought, okay, we, I'm just going to do everything I can. And I focus, I didn't have any relic tunes at the time. And now I've got a full shock clone relic team um, to try and really crank out some damage. I know we've had uh, two or three people that have reliced um, CLS tunes and stuff in the last couple of months since we've kind of been going through some of that. And so it was really cool to see people, stop some of their farms. Obviously, these these are still farms that are going to help them, but to see them stop their farms and say, okay, this is what we need to do as a guild. And this is, for the for me, going to be the best in the long term for me as well, but this is what we need. And that's, there's something special there. Yeah. I think, and, and not that I, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say anything negative about any guild that chooses to do it, that's why me personally am not a fan of mercs um i i understand that there is there is a benefit to it and there's probably situations where it's necessary and needed um but i think the guild developing together and building that helps uh helps build your community as well and i think the, the achievement's a lot greater when everybody gets to do it together and and to follow on that uh, in every guild that I have murked in, because I've I've been a part of a couple starter guilds within the alliance, um, I have always taken my main account in and given at least um, twenty four hours for the guild to experience the event. Uh, I. I, I think that's a lot of the problems with the Merc environment is it gets shut down to all oh, I'm going I'm going to join in. I'm gonna give two hours for people to sign up and then I'm going to beat the event. It it feels very selfish. I I think for a, a, a guild that is trying to grow up, having a if you're going to bring a Merc in, it should be somebody who is willing to make equal sacrifices for the rewards that they're getting. Yeah, I can agree with that. All right, so you guys, is there any successes, achievements that you guys have got as a whole entire guild that you kind of are really proud of or want to boast about it a little bit, maybe? 
So I think the biggest thing I am happy to boast about with Kashyyyk is we uh, passed our one-year mark, and in under a year since the guild began, we have, while it wasn't always a consistent record, had hit a record of nine stars in Darkside Geo in under a year. Yeah, that is really good. I know um, early on, I think we were on a streak, I think, of 24 straight wins in Territory War. That was pretty amazing, being, getting getting everybody up to, to send that pit raid, too. Those are some of the things that I've been the most proud of seeing, seeing us accomplish. And those stars in, in GOTB are pretty great. Oh yeah, and most recently we we've had a little bit of a bad streak with wars in terms of matchmaking. Example, last war we had we had one Geo in our roster signed up for war. Uh he is our Supreme Leader Kylo Ren player currently, though he does not know how to solo the raid, which is okay because we can handle it anyway. Because of that guild environment of building up toward it instead of always murking. Um, but we had one GL and the opponent guild had five in their roster, I believe. And there's we gave them a heck of a fight. Yeah, there's there's no hundred million GP guild that can beat five GLs. <laughs> yeah, um, we were able to clear their top wall. I believe we cleared all of their top walls, minus, I think, the final ship node, and brought their bottom wall, I want to say, down to the last maybe four or five teams. So I don't think they full cleared us, but there was, I think, a 2,000 banner difference in the loss and i made it apparent that day i posted a guild-wide ping saying you know even though this was a loss i speak for myself and all the officers that we are proud at how hard everyone pushed so in my eyes wow yes the game says we lost i think it's a win because of how hard the guild came together yeah i i think uh, I'm, I'm speaking for Mustafar, I believe we've probably had some battles like that too, where we knew the kind of odds were stacked against us, but we still put in a, a valiant effort and um, I think learned some things together as a guild. So those kind of those situations, even like you said, even though on paper it shows at a loss, um, it is a win for the guild as they move forward. All right, this is this this is the time I get to uh, put you on the spot a little bit. So, um, any guild members that you would like to point out, congratulate, thank anybody in in particular? Ooh, this this is a fun one. So, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it the cop out answer. Everybody, everyone's doing great. Um, but on a serious note, of course, everyone is doing great. 
but recently uh, we've had a member. He's fairly new to the guild, and um, he's fairly nice about the game. He's uh, Beware of Dinos is his name on Discord. <laughs> and he has been really active in uh, pinging not just us officers, but also his guildmates in terms of, you know, hey... Uh, maybe do this push, hey, help out here, you know, giving that little bit of edge that, well, yes, us officers are norm normally do it and would rather us send out the ping sometimes. I can see, you know, he is just looking out his in his own way for the best of the guild so we can keep pushing and moving forward. Sounds like you need to um, basically take him over and make him a part of your officer crew. I, I won't lie. The thought has been there. <laughs> we're recruiting him right now within this chat. Let's be honest. We're, we're making, uh, can, is he willing to put the effort in and be part of your, your officer crew? That's what I'm getting at. You know, it, it wouldn't be the first time I've taken another Senate member's advice on who should be officer. Uh, Unicorn Lord was handpicked by the legendary Geo Gamma himself. <laughs> Le legendary for sure. <laughs> Ooh. But um, it's something I've been considering. I, I'm not going to say today whether that is going to fully go through, you know, of course I'd need to talk to him and talk to my other officers about the planning, but it is something I've been considering because um, personally myself, I like to keep everything out on the table with the guild, with things I'm planning, ideas, and let it come down to a democratic vote of who all is in favor of this idea, who all is against it, and plan out from there. Well, so that's a great conversation um, that I don't think we've ever had in any of our chats. How do you how do you kind of go about the concept of who you bring into officers? Uh, I, I'm willing to kind of open up Brax and I's uh, and Mustafar's concept of how we choose officers but let's have that conversation i think that's really interesting and it's a hard challenge for a lot of guilds to figure out when do you actually give somebody you know that level of power within a guild right I think, so i think something <laughs> like this did, did really good that i was kind of surprised at is when he recruited me as an officer he kind of threw it out into the ether you know, and said, is there anyone who's interested in becoming a, a guild officer? And to be quite frank, I think that's half the battle right there, is who's, who wants to do the, put in that kind of work? Um, and then he took the nominees, if you will, those who were willing, and sorted through, um, sorted through with the, guild, the current guild officers who they thought would be the best fit. And, and I thought it was really neat, A, to look for volunteers, and B, um, Ventus very much the part to just make that decision and everyone would trust him. Everyone would go with it. You know, we know the guild is in good hands with him, um, but he still he still makes it open for discussion. He still makes sure that it is a democratic process. 
and I'd love to hear some of your thoughts about about why you've kind of decided to do that too, Ventus. <laughs> so the main reason I've ran it that way is I'm a firm believer of if uh, nobody's perfect, you know, I can make a bad decision. I'll own it. You know, mistakes, I've made them. So when it comes down to it, I'd rather hear a group of four or five's opinions and us discuss it, see what everyone thinks, um, where they're coming from, what maybe we need help with in terms of the officers, like what maybe is a base we don't have covered enough yet, and finding somebody who would be a good fit in that spot. And... Not just leaving it as, okay, well, this person is always talking in chat because, of course, not everyone who is always talking knows the best for the guild. Sometimes it's the people who say one or two things that leave a big impact. Quality over quantity. Yes, quality over quantity. I'd rather have... Five or six, you know, I've got four right now who are top quality, get sidetracked sometimes. Sometimes I have to roll my eyes at, post my signature GIF in chat about, <laughs> but still get the job done, even if it means, you know, taking on a little bit more of a responsibility in terms of, say, being the main recruiter with a secondary every now and again, or being the primary person when it comes to setting up the ideas for our defenses and how we should attack on war. I think you hit on a very strong point. You have to have somebody who wants to take on that role because they're passionate about it. Because um, nobody's getting paid. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You need somebody who is who understands. And, and I can tell you, uh, this is what we do. We let them know very early on being an officer is, in many cases, a thankless position. But you have to have passion about the guild. You have to be committed to the guild. You have to want to see the guild move forward, and you have to be willing to do the role you're being asked to do. Exactly. Um, I don't... Of course, we don't see in chat. I don't think there... Maybe there's been once or twice we've seen in chat... Uh, ping to the Kashyyyk officers, thank you for leading us to this point. But I may not do it all the time, but I do hope, you know, uh, and Jockman will be able to let you know whether or not, you know, he feels this way about it. But I do, you know, every now and again try and let my officers know that, hey, you know, I know this is a, you know, almost like a second job sometimes. Sometimes we sit down and have conversations for a couple hours on what the next plan for the guild is, how we should move forward. And I try and let them know, you know, even if you don't hear it from the guild as a whole, I am thankful for the help y'all give because sometimes I'm not as available as I would like to be. 
Uh, I think that's every officer. We all fail at that. Uh, we all have lives, and that's sort of kind of the concept of the Alliance, I think, because we all have lives. We're all trying to work together to enjoy playing this game. That's what it's all about. And build a community that's bigger than ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So the biggest challenge that your guild has faced so far, what what would you say? I know, you know, especially being a starter guild, you've had, probably had a lot of uh, roller coasters and, you know, different challenges. But what would you say is the, the biggest challenge that you face so far in your one year? The biggest challenge. Um, so that came probably about six months into the guild's life cycle. We had, and I'm not going to name any names involved in anything. Of course, you know, it's all in the past. I've moved past it, but it was the biggest challenge within the guild. Uh, Rem knows a lot about what happened, but we had three very strong members, uh, two of which were actually officers of Kashyyyk. And it was about, I think I had maybe a 10-hour notice, which eight of that I was asleep for, and the other two hours I was at work, um, <laughs> that they were leaving. Um, and that really hit the guild hard for a while because it was such a drop in guild-wide power in terms of uh, being able to clear raids easier, being able to handle all the content. Because I tried to make it clear early that, yes, I could clear like pit easy and tank no problem with my teams. I didn't want to just do that. I wanted the guild to build up to it. So when those... Adventist. What's up? Well, I was Go just saying, from my from my point of view, I think it was right when people were starting to understand what um, Challenge Rancor meant, starting to get it down to science, so people were other guilds were doing it regularly. That some of those higher players in our guild that could actually contribute to those types of events started seeing, well, we are so far off from that that I'm going to miss out on a lot of those benefits. And and I can understand that, right? Where they're wanting to be able to, to do those events and participate in the newest and greatest things that CG has to offer. Um, but not only could we not do that, once some of those people left, it was a struggle to, to do Heroic Sith, and things like that. So um, it was definitely a pretty severe setback, you know? And you can't hold it against somebody doing what's best for them and for their accounts, but... It's definitely hard to see one way or the other. So this is a moment like uh, like Ventus said, I'm very well aware of. Those players came from a guild that I was running at the time, and I recommended them for officers because I thought, well, I should say I recommended one of them for officers because I could see their potential. Um, it 
CG happens to throw barriers in our way all the time. And it was just poor timing, but it was also ended up being a poor recommendation on my part. So I will take ownership of this. This was not a situation that uh, was purely a Kashyyyk issue. It would have happened to any guild that had accepted those players at the particular point in time that they had those lineups. Well, and I think if we're being realistic, probably every guild listening to this can say that they've had those moments where either new contents come out or anything and you have a a multiple people either leave for greener pastures or decide to retire or whatever. I, I feel like every guild has those moments. Um, and I think it's it's part of the building process and, and how uh, you overcome that is what um, is important. So how did you guys deal with that and how do you feel that you uh, kind of addressed it and then, I don't know, made it, made it right? So I don't fully remember if Jockman was there when that incident in specific I'm referring to went down. Um, but what ended up happening is, of course, I put out a massive guild notice because a lot of people were nervous about the state of the guild and what the plans were going forward, letting them notice that, yes, it was a hit to the pride, to what we had going in that moment. But in the long run... We will recover, we will grow stronger, and we have. We've exceeded long past what we were at that time, not requiring any specific person just for one raid or one extra star pretty much in a territory battle or one wall on defense. We've come together and built upon the rubble that was left after that incident. Yeah, and I think that's the important thing about those kind of situations is that although in that moment it probably stings pretty bad, it it actually, if handled correctly, and it sounds like you guys did the right thing, you communicated well and um, kind of kept everybody on the path is that it it becomes a big team building thing as well, and a lot of times you come out on the better side of it. Yeah, it it sucked for a while, and I mean, you know, trying to figure out how I should lead the guild in the brain the field we were in at that point without a map took me, I mean, I'll be honest, it took me two, three weeks, two, maybe even a month to really have a full plan in mind of what can I do in terms of, as leader, to get this guild, get the morale back, uh, get everyone, you know, excited to continue the game in the wake. And I mean, it sucked in a moment. Like I said, I hold no harsh feelings toward 
those involved because I mean it's the past you can't change it and one of them I do keep in contact with them a little bit and am you know happy to see them growing themselves uh, they, they've grown tremendously um, I will say I don't think there's any guild that has been around for any length of time that hasn't experienced significant changes as you did in that moment. But in that moment, that lets you kind of figure out what kind of guild you are, what you're going to be. It, it really becomes that, uh, that point where everyone understands who they are and why they're connected. They're not necessarily a negative. Oftentimes, they're the greatest growth point within a guild. I can tell you Mustafar has had a, a couple of those where we've had to really look at ourselves and decide how we want to build moving forward, not, not to be successful at the game but to be successful as friends within playing a game and being a culture that we want to grow and continue to build. And I, I suspect that was the moment that your culture really sort of solidified and you knew what you were. Yeah, so in that moment, it was really a decision of... At this point, do I want to let the guild stand in terms of, okay, we'll figure it out slowly as we go, or do I want to come up as a leader with a plan and push the guild and propel it instead of just floating down the river as it would be? Fair enough. And how has that changed your future? So it has helped out a lot because, of course, it led a lot of members to being like, okay, you know, let's push. Let's see how much harder we can go. Let's see, you know, what can I do to grow for the guild, not just for myself. And it has led to specific decisions recently that are really shaking up the landscape that is the jungles of Kashyyyk. One of the, and Ventus really, he's practicing preaches here. I mean, he's been dedicating every single thing that he has to, um, to try and get Slicker unlocked as soon as possible. But with that, one of our holdups in, in our platoons in dark side geos is ranged trooper and so he's been saving every piece of energy he can get and he's asked the officer specifically to farm ranged troopers so that we can get those tunes filled and even with all of the energy he's been trying to save for slicker he still makes sure he's getting in his grind on range trooper too yeah we forgot to mention at the beginning that ventus is like just on the cusp of unlocking SLKR and probably once we end this episode he's going to go do it so um, so he's kind of fired up a little bit right now so anytime you hear that reference you, you just know he's squirming right now so 
the end of the episode, I, the end of the episode, I've been trying to get this last ticket since the beginning of the episode. <laughs> Every like five or ten minutes that passes, I'm checking my energy to do a run. Still haven't got it though. So All this, right, so oh, this ahead. isn't a question. I, I I just want to throw it out there. Um, Kashik was originally started as sort of on the concept of a casual guild. And Ventus has done a great job of managing his guild members through that sort of quandary of casual, semi-casual, competitive. Um, And I think Ventus is starting to learn to just work well, not starting. He had figured out early on to work through that dichotomy of all of those situations and is always managed his guild to the level that the players in his guild were willing or wanted to become. Jackamon, I, I'm not sending this to, to Ventus. I want, I want Jackamon's comments here. Do you feel like he has managed that well? I think so. I, I was we were talking about a little bit about this um, over the last few weeks, maybe even months, of do we consider ourselves a casual guildsdale or do we want to upgrade to semi-competitive? And, and we want to be casual, right? We, we don't want to be on top of everybody and micromanaging, and, and we want to understand that that people have other things going on, right? This is this is supposed to be something that we do on the side to relax, right? But at the same time, we wanted to make sure we were giving all of our guild members what they wanted, and, and part of that for the majority of our guild was to start doing better in some of the events and things like that. And so Ventus kind of rode that line, and we did. I think we did end up losing probably two or three people when we started expecting more of everyone but for the other 45 47 people that we had it was stuff that they were already doing and it wasn't fair to them to have other people that were not doing that getting the benefits from them um, doing it and so uh, as i've been thinking about it i i i don't know that we necessarily fall all the way in a casual or um semi-competitive kind of definition. So I, I want to call us a comfortable guild. <laughs> I, I think, I think to that point in, in, in you know, moving forward, um, I mean, every guild should listen to this, um, is that those labels are very subjective. Yes. Um, because, it, you know, one person's casual might be another person's semi-competitive and vice versa and whatnot. And so I think it's important, um, you know, versus necessarily slapping a label on your guild and saying, okay, this is what it is. It's more defining, this is, this is what we expect. This is what our, you know, this is our, this is our direction that we want to head and whatever. And, and, you know, for recruiting and everything, you can kind of throw out those, those, uh, labels. But I, I think when you're talking amongst yourself, um, 
I, you know, I, we, and in Mustafar, we tend not to necessarily label ourselves as anything. We, we always, you know, throw out different little things, but, but really, we don't really label ourselves as anything. It's more just defining our expectations. And I think that is what has helped to build that culture. Well, it, it comes down completely to the culture. Um, and I think Ventus has done a great job of navigating the changing changing tides of of time. I mean, you're going to find that you're you have players change their ideas and so on and so forth. Uh, Ventus has done a really good job of navigating those changes of guild expectations like uh jack Mon said you have to manage for the 47 not for the two absolutely right yeah um i'm not sure how many people remember uh back when cash was originally being concepted among the senate I mentioned about making it with the intent of, you know, being a starter guild that would start off casual based on, you know, new players obviously not always hitting that 600 mark. But I did always have the intent and did mention it even back over a year ago now that Kashyyyk was always going to adjust to its players. I never wanted it to be this one plan it would adjust it would adapt and i'm proud to say that you know i've been able to keep that to myself up in terms of promise to myself to do that along with the promise to the guild itself to if the guild wants to move and push harder we can do that if the guild as a whole believes okay you know there's something that's holding a lot of players back and we just need to take a little time as a whole to ease off, not push so hard. Okay, we'll do that. But it will always be based upon the guild dynamic. Yeah, and I think I think Rem and I can probably both attest this because we've been involved in a lot of starter guilds is that I think you go into it um, with an idea of what kind of culture you're going to have um but you really can't define it's hard to define and keep a specific you know title like you know casual semi-casual it's it's really hard to do that and it actually would be interesting to talk to a guild where they were able to successfully do that but all right so moving forward what would you say is the biggest hurdle that you have coming ahead of you? Ooh, the biggest hurdle coming for the future of Cass. That has to be adapting to when we hit that milestone of the 100 million in-game. Letting the people of the guild know, hey... Yes, I'm, we know we are at this point, but 
you know, hold off for a little bit, you know, stick with us. We will do light side geo when the time is right. We can't just rush into it guns blazing, unlike a lot of guilds did when the content was first released. And it killed a lot of people's morale because they didn't realize how hard it was. Since we do have that foresight of other guilds in the Senate and other Senate members who I've talked to, and I've even experienced it because I used to be the leader of Rayloff when Lightside Geo first came out, it does take a lot of time, practice, and patience to get a plan set for that, and it would just take, of course, time and patience from our members for us to be able to get that going and that plan ready. Well, yeah. and one thing that I think CG's very smart in, in how they've developed the game, right? Each each step is designed in, to some extent to be frustrating. And so we've spent all of this time building up Geo so that we could do Dark Side Geo, right? Um, but we haven't really focused necessarily on the separatist side of things and the droids and things like that. Um, but once we get a few more people with those coming up, right, Geos were leading us to unlock Padme, the droids and the separatists will help us to get um, our gas and our clones, you know, really rolling out. And that's all part of the development, right? And so it's easy individually to get frustrated. Well, shoot, why can't I unlock gas yet? Because this stupid starfighter is taking me six and a half years to unlock for the tier one, right? Um, it's easy to do that same thing for the guild, like, to say, you know, we've got these units, we've got this GP, why can't we be doing this? And we just have to understand that the only way that they've designed it for us individually to break that is for us to, to essentially pay to get past that frustrating barrier. And the only way for us as a guild to get past that frustrating barrier would be for everybody to pay, and we're simply not asking that. So what we are asking everyone to pay instead is the time and the effort to put it in and grind it out in Darkside Geo for a little while until we can get those tunes. That is yeah. a very sure perspective. All right, so now we get to kind of ask you some personal questions. So what would you say you you would like to see added to the game? And I, I want each of you to, to comment on that. But if, if you were in charge of CG and you had the opportunity to add anything to the game, what would that be? Oh, that is a tough one. Um. There are probably a couple things, like a little bit better of guild management options. I know that's been asked by a lot of people for a long time. But a much easier way in-game to be able to, like, organize and, say, type in the guild search accounts that have X unit at, at seven stars. Uh, GBA as an example. But, uh... Other main thing I would like is a Galactic Legends Chewbacca, personally. Um, have him be the best version of Chewbacca he could be. And uh, because at this point we have one, technically two good Chewbaccas, 
but the rest are not up to par. Chewbacca's probably the one character we have the most of, though, isn't it? No, uh, no. So many Hans. So many Hans. So many worthless Hans, but we have a lot of Hans. And uh, a few other players. No, There's a lot of Kenobis now, too, though. Yeah, no. Kenobis, uh, Luke's. Better, better tunes for Kenobi than for Han, granted, typically. But Yes, no, for sure. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, no. Uh, we, I, I would say, to disagree, uh, Chewbacca at least has two good Hans. Uh, we finally got a good Ahsoka. Oh, my God. But everyone knows I'm a huge Ahsoka fan, so let's just leave that one aside. <laughs> Ahsoka had some of the best character development in Star Wars. I mean, I remember, and this might tell my age a little bit, I went and saw the Star Wars Clone Wars movies in theaters, and I was in middle school when it came out. Middle Probably just started middle school when it came out, and I could not stand Ahsoka. But now, she is right up there. She's not quite there with Chewie yet, but she is up there. Jockman, when what would you add to the game? Well, uh, I mean, I've listened to the other Senate Spotlight uh, podcast, so I don't want to just jump onto the ship's bandwagon, although I think we all can agree that there are a couple of things. <laughs> if that's um, how you feel, it's okay. But. but one thing that I was thinking about as I was looking at some of your sample questions you sent over was some live PvP. And hang on, hang with me on this one. Um, if you remember when they first came out with PvP battles in Pokemon Go, you could choose a tier level that you could battle at. And I think it would be so cool for me to be able to challenge somebody like you, Brax, or, or Rem, that's got these units and tunes that are just way beyond mine, and say, okay, you and me, five tunes on five tunes with you know, a max of 120 GP and just see what would happen. I think that would be so cool to be able to, to do those kinds of sandbox fights and stuff like that. Um, to just go head to head. And and what if you could what if you could like kind of like bet gear on it or something like that? I would be so down for that. You know what I mean? Like where you could say, Oh yeah, I'll you know, I'll 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 throw a uh, hundred get twos on it or something like that or that would pretty be really cool i think and plus of course the the benefit of live pvp being able to talk that smack is always just so satisfying yeah God. well Here. that would have to be an upgrade to the communication tool within the game as well which i don't think we will ever see no, but if, if I were, for example, to challenge, you know, someone in my guild, we could always hop on Discord and talk about it, you know? Oh, yeah. Okay, I, I will accept that level of live beat, uh, smack talk, but, oh my god, I was a part of League of Legends for a long time, and the coolness, oh, god. No, we god. don't need that leaking into Galaxy. Uh, yeah, no, no, no League of Legends. I played Smite for a while though, and uh, if it could be about Smite's level, because I played, I almost got competitive in Smite, like Poseidon main all day. Uh, 
if we could get to that level in terms of it, it wasn't a toxic community for Smythe, at least the community I was a part of in it. Everyone was like, hey, you know, even though you just beat me, uh, I did notice your build isn't optimal in some areas. Here are some ways you can adjust that so that way you can do even better in the future. Wow. Are you a gamer? That does not. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, and the the last little thing I would like for Star Wars to add to its Galaxy of Heroes game is a because we haven't had one in forever and i think a lot of people would agree with this a new raid have it be a full you know you have options one through seven seven being heroic don't even have to lock a character behind it at the beginning just something really brand new for guilds to hop on and have fun with and experiment with and I think it would add a lot of theory crafting back to the game because when Galactic Legends were introduced, they weren't, I want to say the big sell of them is that they didn't have Sith tag or Jedi or they just were light side or dark side with bonuses depending on who you used with them. And that was supposed to add theory crafting. I think a new full out raid would give even more of that to the game. I would and inco- incorporate ships into it too, right? When you can make I didn't it say that. A Death Star raid could have a an indoor level to one of the first phases or something like that. You know, fighting yeah. ATT or something. I, Some of us don't enjoy ship combat. Yeah, we're trying uh, to make it so that you can. <laughs> so I will will argue that every raid that they've ever added has always been a guild divisive situation. Um and as you hear more stories of guilds from the past talking about raids coming on and how they force them into reinventing themselves. Raids are pretty tough. Uh, I wouldn't be against any of those. I just want to warn you that any new raids always come with turmoil. It does create a shakeup. It happened with Tank. It happened with Sith. And it obviously has happened with C-Pit as well. Oh, yeah, but of course, it always has the option to bring new players either into the game or back to the game, potentially, also, which in turn can make guilds even better and stronger in the long run. That's a valid point as well, especially from a recruiting standpoint. Like, as soon as there's new content that's introduced, you always, like, I mean, the base starts lighting up because you got a lot of people that are looking to get back into the game, looking to upgrade. It's, like we said, it just creates a lot of change. That's not necessarily a bad thing, not necessarily a good thing, just warning there's going to be change in any sort of situation like that. 
Oh yeah, I, I think the best way to describe it is a double-edged sword. It can work, it can be great, but if uh, a lot of things happen within the guild, guilds have fallen apart because of raids. So it's all about good management and trying to, okay, you know, so you want to move on because you want to try this new content, cool find a home for you typically we do try within our brother and sister planet within the senate but uh there are also going to be those people who are like okay my guild is doing this and i'm just not ready for it here you know maybe they reach out to a leader officer or just post in the community chat hey um i think i need to take a step down uh go and do a more you know not doing this content yet based guild. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, this is this is the uh the, the real put the pressure on you question. So thinking with within the alliance, what is uh one of your guys' favorite non guild member of the alliance? Well, I had one that I uh I pitched earlier. Um, but one of our um, really, really high-level players that at uh, some point in the last few months ended up having to leave the guild um, was Wookie Nookie. I think you guys would probably know better than me. I think he's the F2P Padawan in Lothal now. Is that right? Yes. Started a, I... a YouTube channel. and Yes, yep, yep. Yes. 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 So... I just think he, he was always such a great influence. I mean, he was doing more damage than anybody else in every single event that we had, um, but never too, uh, got too big of a head to not help anybody out or share advice. And he had to leave our guild so that he could focus on a startup alt account that he was using to create a YouTube channel so he could help people learn the game. I mean, just stand-up guy. Honestly, I thought that was really cool that that would be the reason that, that someone would choose to to leave where he's kind of the top dog in our guild to be able to drop back down and help even more people. I just was really impressed by that. So I'm glad you mentioned him. Uh, so uh, Jetta, which is my most recent uh, starter guild that I've been running, he was a huge part of it. And he has been so helpful in helping mentor so many players within Jetta, new players within the guild. Uh, he has moved on, and he is continuing to run his free-to-play Padawan account. He has been a fantastic addition to the entire uh, Senate alliance. I I'm really appreciative of him. Yeah, even though he's not in the guild, he's still helping players in the guild. So, I had to give this one a, a little bit of thought. So, of course, I didn't let everybody else go first. <laughs> um, <laughs> there are a lot of members within the Senate who I, even if the game shut down tomorrow, I would want to keep in contact with no matter you know, what that I think, you know, okay, you know, let's see if we can find another game to keep in contact, or even if not, hey, cool, you know, but 
I think the biggest one who's had not just an effect on me in terms of in-game, but a little bit more in personal life, um, you know, is Lab Monkey. Uh, great guy, very fantastic, great with mods, even though he gets very disappointed in mine sometimes, <laughs> a lot of the time. Don't uh, let him look at mine. <laughs> oh, I don't let them look at mine normally either. Sometimes you can talk with them about it, though. Um, he was the guild leader of Rayloth when, uh, right about the time I joined, it was actually somebody else, but really Lab was running the show. And behind the scenes, uh, shortly before Lab left, he let me know, hey, you know, I'm looking for a replacement as guild leader. I would like, you know, to see about you stepping up into it. And if without him having done that, I don't know if I'd be the leader of Kashyyyk today. Um, I don't know, you know, where I would be within the Senate without, you know, the guidance he's given me and the advice he's a been able to give me, even though he hasn't you know, always, like, looked at my roster or known what's going on, he's, no matter the question, he's been able to give me some answer to help me or helped me find an answer within myself. That is a great answer. I think many of us are annoyed because that's just going to continue to feed his personal self-worth uh, which is very deserving he should think is high uh gosh man way to bring this towards the end and make lab the end of the conversation <laughs> isn't he always though let's be real now even let's be real even when geo was like always being talked about within the Senate. Somehow Lab was always brought up in conversation too. Oh yeah. No, no. Lab is a fantastic <laughs> member of this community. Uh, I don't know how it would exist without him. No, huge influencer. All right. So now that leads us to the uh, final question. And that would be what if if you were talking to somebody um, either that wasn't in your guild or somebody outside of the, the Senate Alliance of, about your guild, what would you want them to know about your guild? Ooh, so what I want anyone who, whether they listen to this or just their friend tells them about it or no matter who they are, if they want to know about Kashyyyk, it's the best way to describe it is it's home. You know, yes, you might feel a little awkward in your shoes. It might take a while for you to grow accustomed to some of the people. Some of us officers are a little off. But after a while, it's home. We joke, we laugh, we talk to each other, we grow together. And much like a family, there are those dysfunctional members who are a little little on the crazy side but at the end of the day 
it's home. It's where you start to feel like you belong in this guild. Jack, I'm on? I, I mean, honestly, like, I was leaning towards trying to avoid saying something cheesy like we're family, you know? I mean, um, but it, it really is the case, you know, like, when when there's something that you manage to finally accomplish in game, you know, you get that seven-star tray on this last one, or I, I remember I needed a second-place pit, you know, to to unlock Han, and that was that was the only way for me to do it, and I talked to a couple of people and were like, hey guys, like, give me a little bit of slack. And everyone was not just willing to kind of give me the room to do that, but happy to do it because they wanted to see me accomplish that, you know? Um, and it was, it's really cool to see that kind of stuff. And when people that are sacrificing to help each other, not just, you know, to, to help the guild or to, to help everybody kind of move along, but they're excited to see you accomplish that, that, there's something special. I said that a couple of times, I think, on this podcast, but it's true. Yeah. Well, Brax, do we have any more questions to ask them? No, I think um, I I think that uh, kind of wraps it up as far as Kashyyyk goes, and it was uh, it was great to be able to share, uh, have you guys share your experiences and get to get a little bit of insight as far as your guild and how it operates and everything like that. And I, you know, I, as we go along here, um, you know, like we talked before is that it's, it's great for our community um, just to be able to get to know each other a little bit better and um, compare stories. And, um, you know, obviously there's probably a lot of things that you guys have said that um, another guild has dealt with similar experiences and um, even getting an idea as far as how you guys handled it may help other guilds in the future. And I think that's kind of the whole intent of this, this whole series. So uh, Rem, what do you want to add? I just wanted to add that. So at this point we have intentionally gone after uh, a competitive guild, a standard mid-level semi-competitive grew up within the environment and now a starter guild. Uh, I, our next guild is designed that we're going to interview is going to tell people another story. And that's what we're trying to do. We aren't picking any guild through any sort of system of hierarchy. We're trying to tell stories that may benefit others. And so we're looking forward to next uh, to our next conversation. I think people will enjoy hearing what this uh, what every guild has to offer. For sure. Well, um, obviously we want to thank Ventus and Jockman for uh, coming on. You know, thanks a lot, guys. Um, we appreciate you guys coming on. Um, then just obviously uh good luck with the SLKR here later on. Yeah, get it tonight, please. <laughs> don't I, spend money. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I'll be able to now because I just uh spent my last six energy trying to do another run. And after I get off here, uh I do have to work in the morning, so I will probably be going right to bed. 
but uh, it it will be bright and early. I'll wake up uh, my usual time before probably about an hour before I work and get that done because I I know it's going to be Galaxy of Heroes is going to be in my dreams tonight. Yeah, well, what a way Haunted. to start a new day right there. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, everybody, and we will conclude this uh, episode of uh, UMFers, and we will talk to everybody the next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us.